What's up, party people in the house? It's your guy, made the song, and that was it. I didn't have anything else after that. That was kind of cool, though. Welcome back, all my people out there. All you sharp listeners who love listening to great commentary by a great host, and that host is you. No, it's me. But what's up? Back with another episode. I, I'm i at episode 14 now, which I think is insane because for 14 weeks I've been doing this and I haven't dropped it yet, and I hope to not drop it because <laughs> I, I really do enjoy doing this. But I'm going to try to keep pushing episodes out today. Um, today I wanted to talk about uh, the release event that I partaked in. Um, just talk about kind of like the new cards um, that I was seeing um, and kind of stuff I got. So the good news is boys, girls, non-binary people, people who I, I forget all of them off the top of my head and I apologize. So um, – Essentially, I got my goatee cord or fish cord today, which I am super excited. All I need is one more Moray of Avarice. And um, that is like $2. I thought that would be way more. So, like, that was my thing today. I thought the cards would be worth a lot more. But I guess since Splite and Elements are in this set, it's kind of like overshadowing this deck. To an extent, so like the secret rare, for example, is like six dollars. Like it's really cheap. Um, and I recommend all of my listeners right now go pick up the deck for twenty bucks. I'm serious. Go pick it up and just hold on to it, cause I have a feeling that Konami might not mess this one up. They might actually make it solid. One man can only hope, and I'm just going to stick to my guns and hope, and that's all I can do, because if I hope enough, maybe Konami won't be true for this, but yeah, um, so I played in a pre-release today, um, the event was kind of weird, so it was get five packs, a uh, field center, um, and then the tournament was for the special edition mat, and then the uh, like the the ultra rare promo card, which I ended up getting one, but I didn't. I traded for it. Um, but yeah, the winner got a one, and then one random person got a mat, and then one per- random person got the ultra rare uh, synchro. So my event went absolutely terrible. Um, <laughs> I just opened weird hands, man. Like the whole time, it was like, "What am I? What is this?" <laughs> so, so the first match I played, I was fine, like fine, dandy. Um, I didn't even really play because a lot of people dropped after round one just because they wanted their pre-release stuff. Because there was like sixty people here today, so I was like, "Okay, free round one, whatever." So I played with uh, one of my friends, like next one. We just played Abyss. <laughs> I played Abyss Actors just to, like, test it out because I got all the stuff today. Shout out Jesse and Daniel. They got me all the stuff today, so I was very happy about that because I just want to play something stupid sometimes. Um, so then round two, I played Adamancipator. Um, Naturia Beast is pretty good. Um, so my hands, all three games were absolutely awful. Like, 
So I just want to tell you this hand, and I want you to understand the amount of pain I was going through. Game one, my opening hand was, and follows, Empen, Empen, Ryza, Apex, Avian, Advent. So I'm like, oh, I have Advent, I'm okay. No, there was a Naturia Beast on the field. So, um, I wasn't playing. Game two, I'll just be totally honest, um... The only reason I won is because of my side cards. So if you guys don't know, in my side deck, I changed it up a little bit. So what I've been doing is actually running Trap Trick. And what I'll do is I'll Trap Trick into the Featherstorm. So essentially I'm running six copies of Featherstorm. Because Featherstorm is such a good card. I was thinking, I'm like, why not just run legit six copies? Like, And even if I don't go for the Featherstorm, I can go for the Trap, right? The normal uh, Trap. So... I was like, yeah. So my hand, again, was absolutely awful. It was like Eaglin, a bunch of non-starter stuff, and a trap trick. So I literally normal summoned the Eaglin, activated the effect, which he uh, effect Valored, by the way. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, that's fine. Whatever. Like, uh, that'll be fine. And then I set trap trick. And then on draw phase i trap tricked into the feather storm and then i activated the feather storm so obviously it was a turn skip he didn't really do much he he didn't activate any effects so he just literally beat over eaglin and passed and then my top deck was rabina believe it or not so i was like oh wow wow <laughs> so i actually got to a board and i actually ended up winning that game just because of that like literally it was pure luck it was nothing else <laughs> Game three, what, bro? So, um, he set up a crazy board again. Um, so my hand was Dark Ruler Raigeki, Eaglin, uh, Ryza, and I think it was, oh, it was D-Shifter. And I had the D-Shifter, and he called by the D-Shifter. So I was like, okay, this, this hand is like, trash and then my top deck was a, a d shift <laughs> so i was like well i can do the only thing i know how to do dark ruler right geki is feel away and it didn't matter because he he had the resources to come back and win so there's nothing i could do that game so game three comes by and i'm playing adventure punk dragon link vomit um that was the funniest game one I've ever been in. Um, so our game one was literally drawn pass for eight turns. Literally both of us. Like it was insane. Like we both just stared at each other for like 10 minutes until he finally got a card. Like you know how many pot cards I play, how many advents. I did not see a single good card. Like literally my hand again was unplayable. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'll chop it up as a loss. I'm like, this deck cannot brick. Like, what is happening? So, game two, I actually opened well in that match. Like, in that match, the game two, I actually opened well, and I was able to play, and I set up Barrier Statue, and he literally scooped his cards. <laughs> and then game three, oh, God. Game three was another disaster of a game. It was, um, hope he doesn't have an interruption, and he had an interruption for my one Rabina that I top decked. So I was like, well, um, this was fun. <laughs> this is fun. 
So then the next round I played, um, it was a new player who's never played before. So he was just kind of playing like, you know, like what, what like a 10 year old would bring in like a bunch of just like pile card together. So, uh, that was an easy sweep, but I tried, I tried to help him like kind of, uh, get it like a smaller deck size together. And then I gave him some like common D barriers and stuff. So you can have some stuff. Um, then the next round, who do I play in the next round? I'm trying to remember all these rounds. So this was round, so this is round five, I think. Or am I missing a round? My brain, it hurts, it hurts. Um, I forget, but, uh, the next one I went, I played, um, I played live twin and I just kind of felt bad for the guy because he was, you could tell he was so upset, like, (laughs) I stuck an imp in on the field and he just like started like, <sighs> like he, you could visibly tell and like his like, uh, mannerisms and stuff. Like he was ready to punch me because the entire time he just looked so depressed. <laughs> like I, I kind of felt bad for him at one point. Cause like you could tell he just wanted to pick his cards up, but he didn't want to be a dick about it. Like honestly guys, if, if you're playing Flunder and at that point you just don't want to play, just pick your cards up, dog. It's not a big deal. I understand. <laughs> like, I get it. It's it's probably more trouble than it's worth. Um, especially for, like, his deck where he really honestly didn't have an out. So there's not much he could have done in general. Um, But yeah, I ended up uh, trading for the Ultra Rare Limited Edition copy of that Deep Beyond. Because I want to fish and grow on my opponent's turn. Um, but yeah, I picked those up because, again, like I, I'm telling you guys, pick this stuff up. Like, before, li- you listen to me now. Pick this stuff up now. So that way, in the le- next couple months when they get their support, and the support isn't dog water, and it's actually a really good deck, I, I think that's going to be the best time to play it. But, um, anyways, I thought I would talk about something that I've been noticing. And I think this is something I don't know if anyone else is noticing. But I'm kind of noticing a disappearance of rogue decks in this upcoming format. I've really been thinking about it, and, you know, as much as a lot of people hated this last format, it was super diverse. Like, there was a lot going on. There was a lot of decks that could be competent. There was a lot that could happen. Um, You had a lot of decks just honestly using a couple engines, but making it a competent strategy. Like, um, Punk Virtual World, well, it's Punk Adventure Virtual World. Uh, I saw that. Um, anything with Punk Splash into it, or the Adventure Engine Splash into it, it made it playable. Like, imagine Adamantopater's playable, like, in 2022, because of the Adventure Engine. Plunder Patrol, another deck that, like, with the Adventure Engine made it very much more playable. And that's something that I've really been noticing, and, 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 I, and I'm trying to keep an eye out on it, because... I'm starting to think that maybe this next format won't be the best for rogue decks. I think it's going to be another three or four man race. And I say three to four man race because a lot of people I've been talking to have been talking about it being like dragon ruler format. Uh, I'm not really like a 
new. I'm a new player, so a lot of times I've been noticing. Um, sorry, my cat just. <laughs> um. Anyways, sorry. Um. But I've been noticing that there's usually three decks is what I've been told, right? It's three decks. It's like one, um, it was like, fuck if I know. It was, there's three good decks, right? Now, I'm saying four because I think the three good decks are going to be, um, it's going to be Splite, Terrellements, I'm going to say a shocker here. So, a lot of people are saying Exosister. However, I don't think it'll be Exosister. Now, hear me out. I think Exosister is a very competent deck, especially with the new stuff. However, if this new ban list doesn't come before, I think it could be Sword Soul. I honestly think those three decks are going to be top of the ladder. And the others are going to have to try to compete with it. So, I say that, and as you can realize, I only said three decks that were really competent for the format. So that means, where does this leave all the other decks? Like, do, do we just outright not play them? Or do we upgrade them? And and that's what I'm having an issue finding because I think a lot of the decks are becoming really power crept. Like looking at Splite and looking at Terrellements, they're just such insane strategies that like really looking at these older strategies, it's like this is like a new generation of Yu-Gi-Oh that I don't think a lot of decks are going to be able to keep up with. And I think a lot of rogue decks are going to move from rogue down to, like, fun decks. Which I hate for the game because I think a lot of people argue that diversity leads to um, sacky cards. Um, it leads to unskilled gameplay. But I would like to argue the opposite. I think rogue decks add more flavor to the game. Do you really want to play Splite mirror matches eight games in a row? Is it is is that what you really want to do? I don't think anyone wants to do that. You know, if if I lose to a rogue funny deck, at least I lost to that, right? Rather than the eighth Splite mirror. Because I think the main issue with Yu-Gi-Oh is a lot of people play the same decks, but they're not playing it for the same reason. I think a lot of people pick up a deck and they say, I'm going to play this because this is the best deck of the format. Rather than, I'm going to play this because I like this deck and I think it also can be competitive. And I think that's a mindset that uh, a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! players don't understand. And that's why I think we need to change the narrative on that. And... I'm scared for this upcoming format because I think this is going to get rid of a lot of these people. I think we're moving to a format where literally four decks are like competing and everything else is dog water. Everything else is bottom tier unplayable because I've been playing a lot of um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Omega, Yu-Gi-Oh! Nexus, whatever. 
I've been playing a lot because I've been trying to test out the new fish stuff, um, which I might add is good, but it's definitely missing stuff. You can tell. Um, but I've just been noticing like Splite is insane. It has so much flexibility. It has the resource game. It has the negation. It can literally spit Toad out twice on a turn. It can lock you out of only summoning level twos and rank twos and link twos, I think. Yes, yes. So I think this is going to be an interesting format to see after this format when they hopefully hit some of these cards. What decks are going to be left out of the dust that will actually become rogue contenders? So, a couple that I want to name off the top of my head that I think may get better um, after the dust settles. I think maybe Medol. I think Medolce is still a very competent strategy, and I think that even in this next format, being able to run D Shifter is going to be an insane advantage to anyone who's allowed to play it. <laughs> because both decks heavy lose to D-Shifter. Um, so I think, honestly, Medolce is definitely going to be growing um, as a deck. I think Marincess, as much as I want to put it at a Tier 1 strategy, when this new format happens, which is literally next week, guys. <laughs> Just realize this is next week. Um... Marinthus is going to be very underpowered for what it needs to be. It's not going to be able to compete. I mean, I think we've all seen Marinthus be a surprise at Nats and be a cool deck that nobody thought was really going to change the meta, but it did. But at the same time, coming into this new format, it's it's not going to do... It's not going to be that what it was in this format. And... A lot of decks also are going to be power, I won't say power crept again, but they're going to have some of their resources taken away. As much as Scythe is a stupid card, and I hate it, and I do think it should get banned, it was a pinnacle of many strategies and made them still viable. Without Scythe, which Konami, if you don't ban Scythe, alright, side tangent. Konami, please ban this card. You you either gotta ban Hauk or you gotta ban Scythe. I'd rather you ban Hauk because I think Hauk's the problem. But if you, if you're not gonna ban that card, which you've proved you've proven time and time again, you're not gonna ban the goddamn card. Just ban Scythe, man. Sorry, is <laughs> please please, man. I I can't. Yeah, but. I think this is another thing that we're going to see, too, is what decks are able to explode now that the Scythe isn't going to be there anymore. And uh, one thing I can definitely think of is um, I don't think they're going to hit Punk on this next list. And the reason is is because the new stuff and Power of the Elements. So I think this makes an interesting deck letter number four, which is the fourth deck I wanted to talk um, I think Punk is going to be really interesting. And I think, honestly, 
could be that number four deck that I was talking about earlier. Um, but that's just my side tangent. Sorry, I got sidetracked. We're talking about road decks. I apologize. <laughs> but, again, I think this next format has a lot riding on it for the future of Yu-Gi-Oh! And for the future of, like, the competitive game. Um, I think a lot of decks are going to be left in the dust, though. One of them, I can definitely say for a fact, will be left in the dust, which is really sad to say, is Virtual World. Um, the pure version. I've, I just, I can't see it competing on the same stage anymore. Um, which sucks because one of the first decks I played competitively was Virtual World. And I think it's a cool deck. I love the concept. I love the cards. But it has been power crept to hell. <laughs> and the deck is just not as good as it used to be. It can't put up. Chin Chin Chuche Pass used to be it, but it's not it anymore. <laughs> um, another deck that I could see really being left out, I think Tri-Brigade. I think Tri-Brigade is an insane deck. But... It's slowly getting power crept, um, just a little bit. And I'm scared to see what this next format does to these decks because I know Tri-Brigade are fan favorites. I know Virtual World's a fan favorite deck. Um, I just am scared to see what happens moving forward and how Konami is going to try to push their new products because I think this ban list and the next products coming out determine how the game moves forward because as much as I love to see new decks and I love to see new strategies, I think we also have to appreciate the old. I think we also need to realize that we can upgrade the old to make it still viable with the new, but I'm not sure Konami is thinking in the same direction. I think Konami is going to try to burn these old decks in this next format and that's why I'm so worried, because personally, as a rogue player, I'm very inebriated, and I'm very invested in playing these rogue decks. And, and I think a lot of my listeners are the same way. We, we love playing something that we're going to have fun with, we're going to play cheeky with, we're going to have ultimately a competitive fun time. And I think... When we lose that, Yu-Gi-Oh! just becomes a game. Whereas, where it is right now, I see it as, like, a movement. And I see it as, like, a lot of people coming together to really love, like, a game. However, moving forward, if Konami doesn't find a way to balance the old and the new... I think we're going to see just crazy new cards that just power wipe everything. This kind of reminds me of, um, like, what is it? There's got to be, you're asking a guy, oh my god, I don't know any Yu-Gi-Oh timelines. It kind of reminds me of, like, I guess when Synchros got re announced, I feel like it just power crept everything before it and made it slightly unplayable. But who, what do I know? Um, but I think you guys should start getting ready. Um, I think some cards that you should invest in in the future for your rogue decks 
I think Ultimate Slayer is a must. Um, if you guys can pick up the, that, pick it up. It, it's worth it. Um, even the $60 price tag, it's, I, I think it's a droplet, a droplet esque card that is going to be a staple for future formats, especially for decks that don't need the extra deck. It's just too insane not to play. I think it's just going to be the best hands down. Um, another card that I think is a really good card to pick up, um, not right now, but here in the future, is I think Droplet is another great tool for um, rogue decks trying to compete with the modern day meta. Um, another card that I would recommend is Dark Ruler No More. I think Dark Ruler No More, Dark Ruler No More is such an insane card right now. Um, personally, I main deck it in Flunder because it is just such a good card. Literally, your one Dark Ruler can change the entire game momentum, which to me is still insane. Like one Dark Ruler can literally determine whether you win or lose, and so I think playing a card like that. It's an automatic yes for me. So, um, it's a little bit of a shorter episode today. But, I wanted to kind of brief you guys into that. And I want to hear your opinion on it. Because I, I wanted to get some more interaction with you guys. Um, so, I'm going to start like a little segment at the end of my shows. Wow, we're near the end. We are. Wow. Um, this, is, this, is, this was nice. This was nice, right guys? So I wanted to start a little like in show where I answer you guys questions that you put on the podcast. So I'm going to be making like a little poll at the end of each video, like questions you want to ask. Please like hit, hit me. I don't care what it is. It can be something personal, non-personal, Yu-Gi-Oh related. Ask away. Um, so we're going to look at the ones that I got left for last week's episode, guys. So, um... From Isaac, what is the best budget tech for the meta right now and heading into splite format? So, um, the best one budget is definitely going to be the band played on. Um, this is a anti-splite card. They're like 50 cents right now, I think you can get them for. Um, basically, it is a continuous trap card, and it lets you change the level on the field, I believe. It's like down by one. Um... Another good one is Mischief of the Gnomes. And then if you're willing to spend the money, there's Mischief of the Yokai. But honestly, in my opinion, I think Mischief of the Gnomes and Mischief and the Band Played On are better options that are much cheaper, that aren't going to break the bank, and then honestly are worth about the same as the Yokai because they do about the same. Um, another good, I guess tech um i wouldn't really say this is a tech but like i was saying earlier dark ruler no more is a must um i would just pick them up now even if you pick up the common playset from the structure decks i think dark ruler is going to be an integral part of this next format especially if you're playing something that's not splite and that's not to elements um especially for breaking boards i think it's just such a good card and then another budget hmm. i'm trying to think of good really good budgets um, oh, um, I don't know, um, if you have picked up Ghost Ogres yet, 
But uh, Ghost Ogres would also be very good because you can Ghost Ogre the Gigantic Splite, which is also very good. Um, and you can get them, their commons, out of the uh, Branded Structure deck. So if you, if you haven't bought three of those, might as well buy three of those, uh, and that will be great as like a starter deck too. So, um, Steve, why do you hate Plunder Patrol? I don't hate Plunder Patrol. I don't hate Plunder Patrol. It's it's more of a personal bias, so I can't really say that I hate it. Do I think it's Tier 1? No. What, did I place it a little low? I, I could say I maybe placed it a little low. I definitely think I could put it to Tier 2, um, especially after the Nats performance. But um, I just think... Personally, the deck feels lackluster a lot of times for me, but that could just be like a personal experience. But anyways, thank you guys for listening to another... What are we on, like episode 14? Yeah. Um, Please hit me up on Twitter. I love hearing you guys' DMs. I've got a couple DMs, and honestly, hearing you guys like DM me and um, talk about like, oh yeah, I love your podcast. It makes me happy. Like it makes me so happy. And I just want to tell you guys, we reached 1000 views on my podcast. And I just want to thank you guys because you're the reason that this is even a possibility. Um, and I just want to say you guys are the best fans in the world and like go, go do some positive shit today. All right. Um, finally follow me on Twitter at uh, killer meta YGO. Uh, I love to talk. Um, Even if it's to show me some goofy shit, I'm down for it, all right? Anyways, next time, guys.